Welcome to Top Comments, a podcast by the YU Commentator, where we delve deeper into the issues that drive debate on the YU campuses. My name is Benjamin Koslow, and I am the Senior Opinions Editor for The Commentator. I will be your host for this fifth episode, the first of the spring 2018 semester. Today we will be chatting with three resident advisors, or RAs, from the Barron and Wolf campuses. Sitting here with me now are Leora Rubinstein of the third floor of 36th. Hi. Yael Green of the seventh floor of the Independent Housing Project, or IHP. Hi, YU. And Arye Corman, the head RA who lives on the fifth floor of Rubin. Hi, guys. Welcome, guys. Thanks for showing up. And let's get started. Can you guys tell us about the weekly roles, as well as the Shabbat-specific roles, that RAs serve on each respective campus. Leora, you recently wrote an article for The Observer where you referenced that one of the roles of Stern RAs is to be candy women on Shabbat. Why don't you, let's start with that. Sure. So in general, RAs are on duty for Shabbat about once a month, and there's an RA on duty in each of our buildings. Now what this means is that before Shabbat you make sure you put the hot water on and you bring whatever special candies there are for that Shabbos, they're themed for the Parsha, and you make sure you have enough games and all that. And then on Shabbos itself, after each meal, Friday night and also Shabbat day, for an hour and a half afterwards you're in your dorm lounge, wherever you're assigned to for that Shabbos, and you just hang around, bring out the tea, chat with people, play games, just be a presence there. So what I meant by candy woman is that uh, one of the highlights for a lot of people is to get the candy because uh, we have a reputation for having some pretty sick stuff there, so people just know to come get the candy from us. Yeah, Yael, do you want to add anything about weekly roles? Sure, so during the week um, we also do the mail duty, which means we're assigned to a dorm building and we sort through everyone's mail and we put in your mailbox, so it's not little secret elves. <laughs> um, and uh, we do all the junk mail too, so when you put down, you know, 50 East 34th Street for all your junk mail, <laughs> someone has to sort through that. <laughs> uh, not just going into the big abyss, <laughs> but uh, we also do floor parties on a monthly basis, which is one of my highlights because I think that's when you get to really meet new people and form relationships outside of the responsibility of, of the role. I think the fun part of the role is just making new friends and uh, getting to know your peers on campus. If I could just build upon that, I think one part that I enjoy the most is just like on a daily basis, like having my door open for residents to come in and just chat and to chill, have snacks with me. Like I have, I have snacks in my room so guys can come in and feel comfortable coming in. So I think that's one of the highlights. I, in addition to all the Shabbos duties and, and mail duties, although it's a little bit different on the Wolf campus. I just want to add to that that Honestly, like being an RA, we do have certain duties that are written on paper, like an hour and a half of this and this, but when it comes down to it, a lot of it really is just like having your door open, being there for emergencies, checking in on people. Um, wherever you are, like once you're an RA, like you're always an RA, and it's a 24-7 kind of job. So, you know, it might on paper say certain things, but honestly, we're always on duty. And I also think what's great about being the RA, especially on the Barron campus, I don't know if I can speak as much to the Wolf Campus, where I think you guys each have a uh, lounge on every single floor. But on the Barron Campus, we don't have lounges on our floors. So I think that the RA's room typically becomes kind of the living room of the floor, kind of becomes like the hearth, like the homey center. And I think 
that's something that's always been really special to me, being able to like open up my door to and kind of host and get to know people in a casual way and give them a space where they can escape from um, the room because everyone needs to escape sometimes. <laughs> Definitely, it sounds like you guys are keeping busy. Um, I think so far you've all said different things that are common or at least somewhat common between you know all three of your experiences, but you guys know, um, the audience might not yet know, that on the Wolf Campus we have the Muss, Morg, and Rubin dormitories, which are three different buildings. Um, down here at Barron, where we we're currently speaking, we have the Brookdale 36th, 35th, 29th, and the new IHP independent housing buildings. So my question for you, Ari, is, is how, what, are there differences between these buildings? How do the different buildings affect roles of RAs. Do you want to start, Ari? Yeah, I can start. Um, I think just the nature of the game is that different dormitories attract different crowds. I can speak for Uptown that Ruben is, generally speaking, it's, the, it's like the first year dormitory, while Morg is for upperclassmen, and then Moss is a little bit of a mix of both. Um, so I think just the, the dormitories themselves attract different students. So then we have to, as RAs, we have to find which one of the RA is best suited to deal with which type of student. And I think it, I think yes, it does take a, take a, it changes our perspective of, of where we should place ourselves. Um, but then again, like we're, we're RAs and like residents need the same thing, whether you're a, it, for the most part, residents need the same thing, whether you're an upperclassman or whether you're starting off. So it does take a, it does play, play a role, but I don't know if it plays the biggest role. I think that room configurations also make a big difference, meaning in Brookdale, everyone has roommates, whether you have three roommates, four roommates, um, but then you go to the other buildings like Schott or 29th um, and also 36th, and you have a single room except for a few exceptions of doubles. So when you're working with people that have roommates, um, obviously that's going to crop up a lot of issues dealing with like living with other people in your room. So a lot of residents might have things like that they want to work through and talk with their RA about. When you're in like 36, like I am now, um, it's a very different feel because it might not be about your roommate, but maybe it's about more of a personal issue. Um, and also the way you bring about people together, you're bringing about people in their individual rooms to create a community as a whole on a floor, as opposed to trying to bring in like little pods or groups of people to create a bigger community. Yeah, and I also think that where students lay in their year, they end up having different kinds of issues. So if you're a freshman on campus, you don't even know what's going on. Like I remember when I came to campus, I didn't even know what 215 was. Um, and so I think as an RA of a freshman floor last year, I got a lot more questions of just like basic know-how, basic lingo, like things I easily knew the answers to. So I felt very useful. And then the first half of this year, I had a very mixed floor and also a somewhat international floor. And I think um, me not, having been international, I had some questions that I didn't know the answers to. So I think my role as an RA became more of a liaison and I knew instead what resources to reach out to for them um, and who to put them in contact to instead of being able to possess the answers myself. And I think that both are valuable roles and you have to be able to cater, figure out ways to help them whether you know the answers or not. You're just reaching out to resources. I think at least two of you referenced that mediating conflicts could be a role of an RA. Is that, do you, do you find that other RAs have that too? Has that been a big part of being an RA? 
Has it been a rewarding part? Yeah, Leora? For mediating conflicts like between roommates? Mm -hmm. I would say so. Um, I don't think it's simple to live with other people, honestly. And sometimes just really simple kind of communications can be difficult. Um, roommates that just didn't talk about things and had certain assumptions or expectations coming in. Sometimes you have people who are potlucked and didn't know each other before. So that can also create different kinds of dynamics or tensions to work through. Um, there's just a lot of different kinds of complications that can come up between just practical things like room cleanliness and like group dynamics, like I think she's ignoring me. So uh, depending also on the year and if they knew each other, there are just a lot of different kinds of things that can come up. And it's not necessarily like every day we're always answering questions of this sort, but I would say that any RA that's been uh, an RA in a dorm building with you know roommate situations has probably dealt with at least one. I have a question that probably is only for the Baron RAs, but feel free to chime in RA also. <laughs> We've been mentioning until now the Independent Housing Project, or IHP, where UEIL are currently serving as RA. So what, what exactly is this? What is this housing project? How have your roles as RAs changed, if at all, in the Independent Housing Project? So I think, in general, IHP is an amazing thing. It means that um, admissions here on this campus are booming and that we're able to um, find creative ways to accommodate more students and help our campus grow, despite challenges such as having to sell half a Schoenstein. Even though we did that, we're still taking in the amount of students that we used to. It didn't mean that our population is shrinking, but housing is just working um, to find new creative ways to accommodate our, our student body, which I think in general is a great thing. And it's also something to note that this is not the first time we've done this. We did it nine years ago. And the vibe that I've gotten from housing on our campus is like, we're not afraid of this. This is something that we know how to handle and we're excited to, to implement. I would say that it's definitely a transition because when I'm in my room, it still feels like a dorm. I'm in a studio, so it's set up kind of like a Brookdale Deluxe, which means we have a finished kitchen, um, but we're still in one big body room and all of our furniture and everyone's in there together. Different rooms, so, we, so we have multiple apartments with different setups. So we have two rooms that have three students in it, and then one room with four, five, six, seven. So all of the rooms that have more than three are not studio style and they have more apartment living. So they are more similar to, let's say, a luxurious apartment like the 35th Street dorms. Uh, they got a really sweet deal this semester because housing gave it to them at Brookdale Pricing in order to um, be able to fit in Shana Betters into Brookdale, which we feel is really important for their social development and um, keeping the community together. So anyways, I think that it's an interesting transition because within your room you still feel like you're in a dorm, you're with all your friends, but the second you open up your door, you see your neighbor um, coming out with their kids or with their puppy to go for a walk, and all of a sudden you're in like a completely different world. And I think one of the challenges and one of the exciting things um, for this semester for myself is being able to keep the community alive even though we're spliced by floors and spliced by other residents that we don't even know. Uh, but it's definitely fun, it's exciting, and all of my residents are really happy to be there. That's very cool. Uh, thank you for sharing that. This doesn't have so much to do with the previous question, but why don't we start with you, Arye, because you, you've mentioned that you might be willing to share the craziest or most ridiculous event that happened to you related to your role as an RA. <laughs> okay. 
I can tell you there are a lot of crazy things that happen to as an RA, and some of them are more personal in nature, so I'm going to keep those to myself. But I can tell you that one thing that I find that happens, honestly, maybe too often, is that I'll have dreams about like working the job, and every time this happens, I wake up and I just like chuckle to myself, like, what is going on here? Like last night, for example, I had a dream that that they were like it was it was weird, but, like there were there were dogs in, the, in a room, and I had to like deal with it. Like I had to like confront residents about like you're not allowed to have pets in the dorm, and and it, this happens every once in a while, and I, and I wake up and I'm just like. There, there might be something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, on the Baron campus, we had a, a parakeet in a gold cage one year. Uh, yeah, that was great. I don't know how you're supposed to keep that quiet in the dorm. <laughs> it's not exactly the most inconspicuous pet. And then um, we also had a hamster on my floor my first year, which was exciting. I came in, and it just was running in its wheel, and I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Time to bring security, but... Uh, it was very cute. <laughs> it's sometimes hard to confiscate animals because there's like an attachment there. But <laughs> uh, and speaking of animals, if you're talking about crazy stories, I well, I guess this is insects. But my crazy story is that I once had a resident run to my room at 12:30 at night. I had a floor party, so I was like, "Oh, great! The final rush. Here comes like the next six residents." Um, and instead, they're like, "We need you to exit your room right now." please come. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll be there in one second. Let me just get a skirt. <laughs> so I come to their room and one of the roommates is there just not having it. <laughs> Let's put it that way, covered head to toe in red dots and itching beyond compare. And I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, I think I have bed bugs. And I'm like, no, calm down. You don't have bed bugs. Like if you had bed bugs, like I would know. <laughs> Try to calm her because she was not calm. Anyways, I proceed to undo her bed and prove to her that she doesn't have bed bugs. <laughs> and I lift up her mattress and she shrieks on the top of her lungs because obviously there is a bug there. And I'm like, oh no, don't worry, that's not a bed bug. It's way too large. So I call my GA just to confirm that what I'm seeing is not a bed bug. And she goes, okay, yeah, I'll, I trust you that it's not a bed bug, but can, can you please put that in a plastic bag for me? And I'm like, you want me to touch it? <laughs> She's like, yeah, 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 you can turn the bag inside out and just, can we just slip that in a plastic bag, please? I was like, okay. <laughs> so I run back to my room, I get a Ziploc bag, and I proceed to put the bug in the bag. Um, so I held it in my hand, I finally got it in the bag, and I was successful. I was really proud of myself because I was really strong, <laughs> even though bugs are scary. And then <laughs> um, we did some research and we got that bug tested, and it happened to actually be a bed bug, and the reason why it was so large is because it was inflated from a recent drinking of blood, which apparently bed bugs get very large when they drink blood. So um, we brought in an exterminator and my floor was safe and no other rooms got con contaminated, but it was kind of a terrifying moment. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty terrifying. I, I would be surprised if people who were previously not RAs would would expect that that's what being an RA would entail. <laughs> and my guess is that most of your RA service is much more normal than that, which brings me to my next question. Why do students become RAs? Um, is the service the main appeal? Do you think that the free housing and salary are big motivators? 
Small motivators, want to start with you, Leora? Sure. Um, I think there are several factors that bring people in. Um, I guess I'll speak from my personal experience. One of them was definitely that I wanted to be more part of the campus and to just be part of the motion and to really take an active role in making this place a home, like my home, living far away from here and also for everyone else on campus, no matter how far away your other bed is. Um, and another part of it was honestly the group of RAs, the housing community itself is a really tight family and we really support each other. And I always looked up to the RAs like role models and I wanted to be part of a group like that. Um, and that's definitely what, I've, what I have found. In terms of the incentive for free housing, I would say that you're a little bit crazy for doing it only for that reason because there's a lot of commitment involved. So, um, it really kind of, it would take your soul away if you were only doing it for the money. I think it's a really nice like side benefit. Um, it makes sense that, you know, we should be uh, like incentivized in this sense because we are doing a lot of work. As I said, it is a 24-7 kind of job. Um, but I don't think that would be the only reason, although it's definitely attractive. Yeah, I think building off of what Leora said, I, I don't think you can ignore the the perks that come with the job, whether it be the the dorm, the free housing, or or the the stipend that we get, it definitely plays a role. But the amount that I get back just from the job itself, not the not the like physical perks or whatever it is, um, I think I gained more as RA, just like going through the through, through the motions of the leadership role that I've had to take and like just the the communication skills that I've gained. I think that's a big that's a big factor of what attracted me to the position in the first place. I think the RAs have a really vibrant and beautiful community amongst themselves and then because of that beautiful healthy environment they're able to serve the wider community much better because kind of a happy employee ends up being happier residents but I do think that the housing program wasn't always this way and I think that's exactly why housing put in these perks because in order to have quality, a quality program, you need to have quality incentive because that's how the world works. And personally, I think I've gained so much from this program outside of maybe the traditional things that people think of. I think my first year on campus was hard for me to find my place because of an, a number of reasons, being from out of town, being from, I think, a little bit more of an untraditional co-ed background. I wasn't used to being in a single sex school. I think there was just a lot of things that I didn't, my personal background didn't necessarily jive with the way that the university uh, looked or felt to me, but being an RA gave me my place. And I think it gave me a community, and then it ended up being made me able to contribute and give back to the school. So that's really great. It sounds like all three of you and your peers as well are really enjoying your role, serving a really good purpose. We have time for one more question, so I'll leave this sort of open-ended. Maybe the three of you could just say some closing remarks, building on what you were just finishing with Yael about the RA community. So maybe just offer one last word on this community? Have you guys bonded with each other over the job? Is there an inter-campus, uptown and downtown, broader RA community? And just with that, you know, any final closing remarks that you guys want to say to the audience? I think that the communities are definitely strongest on their own campuses. I think that I've made some of my closest friends in the RA community, but I also think 
some of my closest friends became RAs. Maybe it's a personality type, I'm not so sure. But I do think that there is an intercampus community somewhat. Over the years, we've gone to President Joel's house, had a mixed Shabbaton over orientation. We sometimes have kind of a meet and greet with the RAs on the separate campuses. We did something fun, went boating. Um, and I think naturally RAs have friends with each other on both campuses and naturally you go to meet each other. And since you have so much in common, um, it's easy to kind of create those ties, uh, which I think is something really nice and special. If I could build off of that, I would say that, especially as a, I'm a senior now, it's my last year at NYU, um, so I find that myself, I'm a couple years older than, for sure, my residents, and, and I would say above the average age of NYU. So for me, most of my friends have already graduated, so I, I, definitely, I definitely find that I spend most of my time with the RA group, like most of my time with the RA group. So I definitely, we definitely grow, besides just me, we definitely grow as a group because we have common ground and stuff like that. Um, and I would say the same thing for, for uh, in terms of mixing the, the downtown and uptown campuses is that we just, there's a lot of common ground, so it's, it's, it's easy to get along with another RA. <laughs> it's really wonderful to have this support group, at least that's what I kind of see it for myself, um, in all dimensions, meaning I also have a close relationship with my housing directors, and they also know me as like, you know, holistically, not just as an RA, so I feel like I can go to them for anything. The GAs are incredible, and I also really look up to them, and I also feel completely comfortable going to them when I have any kind of issue, whether it be, you know, from housing-related or just personally. So in general, I feel like with the RAs, we all feel comfortable going up to each other and asking for help with, you know, a floor party idea, or if there's a specific situation that we're not really sure how to work out. We, we really are there for each other because we understand what it's like to be in this position and we're all in it together and we're all kind of on this inside scoop, so to speak, of the school. So there really are certain things that we can, for confidential reasons, only discuss with each other or, you know, how that kind of thing works out. So I have definitely felt that this has been a huge part of my Stern experience and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, thank you, Leora, Yael, and Arye for enlightening us today. To our listeners out there, I would like to say thank you. Top Comments is now on iTunes and SoundCloud, and you can subscribe by simply searching for Top Comments from any iPhone, Android, or computer device. Listen at your own convenience. This is Benjamin Coslow telling you, never stop commentating. <laughs>